How can protecting yourself from conflict and violence be like a Christmas movie? I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, find out today on the Peace Walker podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Episode number 76 on the Peace Walker podcast. This is Craig Gray, and we're ready to rock and roll here. So, as you know, Christmas is coming at least if you're listening to this in order. I don't know what that means. (laughs) You know what I mean. Yeah, I guess you could be listening to this episode anytime. But right now, we are not that far away from Christmas. And if you want to give yourself and or someone else the best gift ever, the gift of confidence, the gift of safety, the gift of living a better life. You can do that for absolutely free. Get on my six-day defense program. If you go to sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out at sixdaydefense.com. You can get access absolutely free, a home study course that goes over this whole approach of being a better protector, being a peace walker. (coughs) Excuse me. And if you get on that program, you are quite possibly going to change your life, maybe even save it, or the life of the person that you um, give it to. So get on 6daydefense.com and you can get access to 12 very short videos. There are five minutes each, one video going over a physical concept, the other video going over uh, the mindset of being a protector. I go over the six days of safety, what they are and how you can implement them in your life to live a happier, healthier, safer, more confident and successful life. I know it's a, it's a, lot, to, it's a lot to bite off. <laughs> it's a big claim to make, but uh, it just introduces you to this world of being a peace walker and starting to gain that confidence of protecting yourself and learning the strategies of managing conflict inside of you and around you. That's sixdaydefense.com. When you do that, you're also going to get access to my almost daily emails, which on an almost daily basis, I send you an email right in your inbox and I share a story. I share a technique or a tip or a trick. Um of this path of being a protector and uh, I share my journey with you. So there you go. I hope to see you on that site and in my almost daily emails. All right, 6daydefense.com. Okay, so I don't know what it is, but I'm going to have to take a drink here, get my kombucha out. I've got some, what is it? Tart cherry kombucha. Ah, it's pretty good. 
So today I wanted to to share with you a little bit. You know, it's a Christmas season, at least right now. I don't know when you're listening to this. But during the Christmas season time, I like to watch Christmas movies. <clears throat> and and I've got my favorites, you know, uh, too many to list. So I've got uh, some obvious favorites like Christmas Story and Elf and you know, Charlie Brown Christmas and How the Grinch Stole Christmas and all the usual suspects, you know, It's a Wonderful Life and all that kind of stuff. And then I have some like uh, Harry Potter. I like watching the Harry Potter series during the Christmas season. And I like watching Lord of the Rings during the Christmas season. Now, I don't know if they came. I, th- I think that Lord of the Rings came out at that point in time. Um, when it first came out, seeing it at the big, on the big screen, I think they came out during Christmas time. Harry Potter, I'm not so sure of, maybe, <clears throat> but for some reason they they just remind me of winter, fall, winter, and Christmas. So so I watch them during the season. Um, and every year I watch, you know, I'll watch some made for TV movies. Um, like recently, myself and my significant other, Jennifer, were watching a, um, I think a newer one. I don't know if it's brand new, but it's within a couple years old. And Brooke Shields was in it, and the dude who played Wesley on um, Princess Bride was the male starring role. And um, it was called um, A Castle for Christmas, I think. And she's an aspiring, not an aspiring, right? She's a prof- she's a professional, successful writer, and she writes a book that bombs. So, oh, maybe because she was going through a divorce, I think you know she kind of was projecting on her writing. And um, anyway, so she decides after a really discouraging and really uh, dramatic appearance on a talk TV show that she freaked out on. <laughs> she decides to kind of hide from the media for a while and, and she goes to Scotland, which apparently her maiden name is Mick something or another. And uh, she's going to do a few things. She's going to hide from the media. She's going to ins- get some inspiration to write her new book. And she's going to kind of dig into her family history. Apparently her f- grandfather and father used to work at this big castle. So anyway, so she goes there and, and she comes across this guy who come to find out is like the Duke who owns the castle. It's the Wesley dude. And, um, and you know, he's cranky and they don't get along. And then, she ends up buying the castle and they really don't get along then and he's trying to get her out and they end up, as you can well imagine, falling in love and working it out and blah, blah, blah. But anyways, it's a a decent movie, might not even be the right word for it. I'm pretty easily amused, so I didn't dislike it. It was cute. It was really more like a Hallmark movie, but it had a very formulaic approach to it. And all the usual tropes um, inside of the story itself. And uh, so I'm, I'm calling off these different things that are happening before they happen. And Jennifer is like, oh, come on, you've had to have seen this movie before. And I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. But, you know, I've seen enough of these to where I know 
kind of what they're going to do before they do it because I've, I've seen all these stupid, you know, um, Christmas movies that I love so much, but they're very predictable. <clears throat> and they're predictable because they know the formula. You know, for instance, when, when you know, it's, it's, pretty for, uh, it's pretty much part of the formula. One of the stories, you know, like this one with, you know, she was successful and she was married. She got divorced and then she runs off to collect herself or whatever. That's a very common theme. But also the little tropes within it, right? For instance, so she comes to the inn where she is going to be staying in Scotland and the um, maintenance guy, I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of a giveaway too because obviously he was Wesley, but, but I'm like, oh, he, I guarantee he owns the the castle, right? He's the Duke or whatever. And sure enough, he was, you know, and, and he gives her a tour of the castle and they won't go, there's a part of the castle that's off limits she wants to go see and he doesn't want to show her. And I'm like, oh, it's his room. That's where he's staying and he's embarrassed of it. And sure enough, that was the case. And anyways, just trope after trope after trope, um, to which Jennifer is like, "Come on, you're killing me." I think I don't think she was as amazed at my at my abilities to foresee what was happening. I think more she was annoyed by my by my <laughs> seeing the foreshadowing and seeing the the tropes and the strategies behind what was going on. Because again, it was the blueprint and the formula, once you know it, it's like you can't unsee it. Which brings me to conflict and violence, being a protector, being a peace walker, learning how to um, work with conflict and violence. Once you see the formula behind what's happening, you can start to predict things. Now, granted, you're not the great Zoltar, Zoltar the Great, who is a soothsayer and can see the future. So, you know, you have to leave room for error. You have to leave room for forgiveness and giving people the benefit of the doubt. And you have to leave room for, you know, you being extraordinarily surprised. However, Once you get a feel for the basic principles, and I don't have time to go through them in this this um, podcast, but the principles like we sorry about that had a little technical difficulty. Um, you know these these podcasts are through a service called or a platform called Anchor, which the cool thing about Anchor is everything's done on your phone. So I had some friggin' spammer call me and uh that is why and the reason for the technical difficulty so yes i could edit it out but i'm not going to because i think it adds flavor <laughs> and some reality to these podcasts but anyways as i was saying um once you once you see the formula and the principles and the strategy behind um what's happening you can start to predict what's going to occur a lot of the time and the same thing holds true for physical violence, emotional violence, um, psychological and verbal communications, and so forth. And that is what we try to tackle 
and what I try to teach you in the Peace Walker approach, right? So the approach is set forth in a way that helps to teach you strategies and the principles behind um, things so you can start to understand how they work. And it's amazing in how you start to be able to predict things. Um, that's understanding how to critically think, how to problem solve, and seeing what we call the tactical space, right? I may not be able to predict every single move, but I know the space to where it needs to happen. I can feel the balance points. I can see the tactical positioning. Now, this may be a little bit um, nebulous for some of you out there, and that's all right. If you get on my six-day defense program, you can start to kind of get the first foundations built on what, what this is and what it can do. But it's pretty powerful. Um, but the idea I want to get across on this podcast is, you know, when it comes to conflict and violence out there, it's very much based on a formula. Very much based on a formula. And if you understand what that formula is, you can start to, you can't always prevent it, but you can start to predict it a little bit. And you can start to strategize and control the engagement. Um, see the warning signs and avoid it if you, if, you, uh, if you can and if you need to. And if you have to engage, understand how to engage from a um, more advantageous position. Rather than just blindly walking in all the time on, oh, I didn't see that coming, or oh, I didn't know that was going to happen, there is a formula to it. You know, if you talk, I talk about uh, in one of our modules, I talk about what's called the game. So if, let's say I want to rob somebody, so there's a game, right? So if I have an objective, there needs to be players. So if my objective is to steal something, I need to have someone or something to steal it from. If I'm going to rob you or someone, may not be you, right? If I'm going to rob someone, I need an environment to where that is a target-rich environment. And then I need to understand what are the criteria of that target. When are they vulnerable? Do they have what I want? And so forth. So I need a primary location to where there are, it's a target-rich environment. Then I need to know when that target is vulnerable and if they have what I want, what looks like a good target. And then I need a secondary location, which is I need to isolate them. Now, if I'm a pickpocket or something, isolation could occur in a, in a crowd because there's enough confusion and people tend to isolate when they're in groups, um, I can use that distraction. But that in and of itself is, again, a part of a strategy. So I need to then you know, isolate the person, bring them to the secondary location. And then in between there, there needs to be a, you know, there's a process. There's the rules of, of engagement in, in the manner of which how I, do that. So you can see how, you know, if you don't look like a good target, then you're going to have a better chance of, of not being um, 
attacked or not being robbed. If you know how the process works of a, you know avoiding primary environments to where it's target rich environment, like you know for instance a pickpocket, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to where people have money and there's a lot of them, and they're distracted, so uh, so I can get lost in the crowd and they feel isolated. So maybe train stations, bus stations, airports, um, anywhere where tourists are rambling around. Um, so in that case, the primary, the primary um, environment and secondary environment are very, very close. Secondary environments were basically when I get close to them, bump into them so I can pickpocket them. And the rules of engagement is, you know, how do I go about doing that? How do I set it up and so forth? So, you know, you got these different factors. And if you, when you start to understand those things, you can see and predict how things occur and how to control the engagement so they maybe don't occur. And the same thing holds true for a physical fight, right? I know if I stand in this spot here, I'm safer than if I stand in that spot over there. I know if I pay attention to these warning signs that I can, I can uh, more easily defend myself from them. Same thing happens in a verbal communications interaction. Um, you already do this in different parts of your life, right? If you, whatever industry that you're in, you probably know more than the rookie coming in, right? The rookie coming in who's still learning about whatever it is that you do, they're making foolish mistakes because they don't see the bigger process. And, you know, like if you're a business person, you can probably see a good deal, or see a potential for a good deal even before it happens. And you can smell a bad one even before you know all the details of it, but you just know something's wrong. So you start to understand that there's a formula to, to all the stuff. And the, the better that you get at navigating that formula, learning that formula, applying that formula, and then uh, all the nuances, the better you get at, in this in our case, to be a better protector. And I'm here to tell you, it's not just about fighting. Matter of fact, there's only a little bit that you need to learn about the fighting. Now, well, that's not really true. It's not really that it's a little bit that you need to learn about the fighting. It's, I think, in how you approach the physical portions of conflict management and the physical portions of learning how to physically protect yourself. It's not what a lot of people think. You know, you don't have to go out and be a ring fighter or the next UFC champion or, or be, you know, um, beating yourself to a bloody pulp in the ring to learn how to protect yourself better. That may be part of it, you know. Yes, there's going to be a physical component to it, but it's, it's really not the same as being a competitive um, combat sport practitioner, whether it's wrestling or boxing or submission grappling or MMA or knife fighting, stick fighting, and competitively, fencing, whatever, um, shooting even. I've used the analogy many times before about being a lifeguard versus an Olympic swimmer. So I don't want to get off on a tangent on that way. The idea of this podcast today, this episode, is really about there is a formula to seeing and understanding conflict and violence and how to deal with it. Just like there's a formula that all those Christmas stories are 
based upon. And if you know the, and understand the formula, you can stay safer, be more successful, be more confident, get yourself out of trouble, avoid trouble, and deal with trouble better if you have to engage. And if you want to learn more about that, the first step is get on my six-day defense program. That's sixdaydefense.com. <laughs> How do you like that little slide right into a right into the uh, <laughs> marketing? <laughs> Anyways, I want to let you go. This has been rambling on. I've been rambling on long enough. But um, if, you, if you are listening to this near the Christmas and holiday season, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or Festivus for the rest of us, I wish you uh, the best of holidays and understand that the holidays are what um, being a protector really is all about or the heart of the holidays, the idea of service towards others and and goodwill towards others. That probably would be another podcast. But um, on that note, hang tight, gang. Thank you so much for joining me. Keep going, and I'll see you on the next episode. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.